So the biggest story where I live in Philadelphia this week is obviously the giant cloud of death that has just enveloped our city as well as New York City, as I'm sure everyone has seen on social media. Uh, we'll be ta- uh, we'll be talking about that today on the left wing. I'm John Cooper from Counterpoint Politics here with Desmond Price, host of the Independent Thought Podcast, and Dr. Erica from Cocktails and Capitalism. So you've probably seen the images just orange smoke clouds all around New York City, Philadelphia, a lot of the Northeast cities. Um, These are originating, the smoke cloud is originating from wildfires blazing in Canada, over 400 of them, they're record setting. Um, The smoke has traveled down here to Philadelphia. Like I I look outside and better visibility today, but I looked outside yesterday and you just see the smoke everywhere. I took my dog for a walk for like five minutes today and I was coughing and my eyes were watering Mm. up. Um, It's really, really terrible. Um, And this is from 600 miles away, coming all the way here. The smoke has gotten all the way as far down as Alabama, as much as it isn't like a, you know, environmental disaster level there. Um, It's still getting there. Um, And the the thing I think about this situation and and the question I want to pose to you guys is, I feel, maybe optimistically, (laughs) that this is a little bit of a watershed moment because it hits a lot of factors that haven't been hit before when it comes to Mm. climate change. Like we've seen devastating hurricanes, but we've always seen devastating hurricanes. We've seen, you know, devastating wildfires in California, but there's always been devastating wildfires in California. We've seen hot and cold temperatures, but we've always had them. But this is something that's never happened before. It's something that is happening to one of the most, you know, media relevant areas of the country. And it's happening because of something that is happening 600 miles away. Um, And the scariness of that thought that people are now having to come face to face with is this climate crisis is something that doesn't just hit the areas that it's been hitting. It's hitting everywhere. An effect happening in one part of the world in a completely different country is causing mass chaos and health complications and school closures and business closures all the way here down in New York City in Philadelphia. And it is visually stunning to look at. Um, And I think that this could potentially be a momentum builder for direct climate action um, in a way that other, and this isn't even as catastrophic as as some other events, especially hurricanes, but it's different in a way that I think could end up moving the needle for some people. What do you guys think? I I think you're absolutely right about that. I mean, I'm hopeful that you're absolutely right about that because um, we need that watershed moment so desperately. I, I've i heard that this is just the beginning of the wildfires in Canada, mm-hmm. which is a very frightening thought that this could get worse and worse um, and that we're just seeing the beginning. Um, I, I, I totally agree with you, though, that this is going to catalyze more direct action. Um, I actually just spoke yesterday with some of the activists from the direct action group, uh, Climate Defiance, and they are going to like, the the day before that, they were shutting down a keynote address by Joe Manchin saying like, you know, you, you need to stop this right now. The choices that you've made are destroying our future. Um, I think they chanted, um, dirty deal MVP mansion you are killing me um so and they are 
all over what is happening with these wildfires. They are they are singing it to the mountaintops, you know, um, and then staging multiple direct action events this week, you know. So this this is a youth led climate movement, um, and more people are showing up in solidarity, even. Peter uh, Kalmuth, the 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 climate change scientist, showed up with them. Stephen Donziger showed up. So I think you're right. It is already catalyzing some of that direct action. Um, but hopefully we're going to see a lot more of it. I want to answer this in two parts. Uh, first, I want to air my grievances with this story. Mm -hmm. And then I will talk about my optimistic side. Uh, grievances. So it's... A little hard to see all of the all of the outrage coming from the people living in the East Coast, my former home, uh, about the orange skies and the wildfires and the smoke and like, wow, can you believe this is happening hundreds of miles away? It's like people over here in this part of the country mm -hmm. are like, yeah, yeah, we can because it's been happening <laughs> for years. It's been happening for years. Like it, it's it's almost like and this is a problem with the whole climate change discussions in and of themselves is that. People are not willing to take this issue seriously until it's on their doorstep. And it's as if we don't have access to the news and can't see these things happening around the, not even just around the world, in our own country. People see things like the Colorado River drying up and you're like, wow, that's such those people out there. It's like, no, that's going to keep moving east. Like, this is a problem in our country. Like, it's not just a California, Arizona, Nevada problem. Like, that's going to keep affecting everyone. Like, I have lived in Montana since 2005. And the first like seven or eight years that I lived here, I never saw any smoke. And in the last decade, it is damn near every single summer. In 2017, the city that I live in looked exactly the same as New York City does now, exactly the same. And that was capped off by a summer of nothing but fires, nothing but smoke. We had like two weeks, legitimately two weeks, where we were not breathing smoke the whole summer. The whole summer, everyone around here has to buy air purifiers. You have to find different ways to stay indoors. You know, this was affecting people during COVID. I mean, this was this is such a nightmare scenario for so many people have to live through this all the time from fires blazing in British Columbia and, you know, Saskatchewan and Alberta. And I, I just, it, it bothers me so much that it had to hit New York for people to be like, wow, can you believe what's happening? It's like, yes, we can believe what's happening. Why didn't it matter to you until it hits you? And we need to change the conversation on climate change as a whole, because it can't just be that we only care about these issues once it finally comes to our doorstep. And so when I see things you're talking about, Erica, with climate defiance, definitely makes me feel better because we do need people to wake up and to see what's happening around the country, what's happening around the world. These issues aren't getting better. They are getting worse. I saw something today on Fox News about talking about how the radical left is pushing, you know, for for climate change issues now that there's smoke in the skies. It's like, yeah, of course we are. Yeah. <laughs> what are yeah. you talking about? Like, why aren't we taking this more seriously? And anybody who is trying to tell you that this is somehow normal or that this is somehow okay, as far as I'm concerned, they are the radicals and we need to be painting them as such because the planet is legitimately burning up and we need to be addressing it as a crisis that it is. Absolutely. You know, uh, did you want to say something, John? Well, I was just going to say as as someone, you know, to, to defend my fellow Philadelphians, at least, yeah. um, one of the reasons I live here is specifically because we don't have natural disasters. We don't have hurricanes. 
hurricanes. We don't have tornadoes. We don't have earthquakes. We don't have droughts. Like it is a very geographically sound place to live and experiencing uh, you know, something first. And like, I remember I, I went to visit my, uh, my family out in St. Louis and there was a tornado. Like I saw the tornado and I was freaking out and they're like, yeah, no, it's a tornado guys. What, what's the problem? And I was like, there's a fucking tornado. Why are we not calling the police? Yeah. But, like, but like, I, I'm going to say Mia culpa. I saw like the, the, the pictures in, you know, in California, like the really like crazy ones last summer. And yeah, it was like moving, but I didn't understand how shitty it was until I experienced it. Yeah. And I think as much as we can like, you know, be, you know, pointing fingers about it um, and being like, well, how come we didn't care? Um, New York doesn't care about anyone but New York. We all know that. That's <laughs> not going to change. Um, <laughs> as a Philadelphian, I know that directly. You lived in New York for a while. But like the the, the point here is like, there's a lot of opportunities to point fingers, but the pink fingers should be pointed at the government the fingers should be pointed at joe Manchin, like you mentioned the earlier they should be pointed at joe biden at the fossil fuel companies and anyone working for the fossil fuel companies anyone profiting from the fossil fuel companies it has become you know i made a video about this today who's pays for the cost of this damage like if we want to be even if you're a full ass like libertarian about this they are putting a cost on all of us that we are mm -hmm. all collectively paying and they are not. Yeah. There's seven, the top 100 most highest polluting companies contribute 70% of the carbon emissions. And we all pay for it. All of this damage, we're paying for it. We're all breathing in smoke right now. And it's going to cause long-term health complications. If you're not living here, okay, cool. But our insurance rates are going to go, everyone's insurance rates are going to go up because- we're all going to develop these debilitating conditions because we're breathing in smoke, because we're breathing in pollution. Pollu air pollution kills millions of people yeah. every year. And all of those people who died unnecessarily, we just lose them as people. And mm -hmm. there's absolutely, like, we should be kicking and screaming. The, the people who, the Joe Mansions of this world, should never get a goddamn hour of sleep because people are outside yeah. his house with yes. a bullhorn. I, and I mean that very seriously. Mm -hmm. Every legal avenue for protest, there is no decorum because they are killing millions of people. The point for decorum passed 40 years ago. Yes. It's like before I was born and it's just going to keep getting worse from here. Even if we completely 360 this, it would still get worse for the next several years before it got better. And I feel like people are finally starting to realize that because there's very few people left in this world who haven't been directly affected by some sort of climate crisis. Totally. I have a few things to say in response. I mean, I, the, who we, who do we need to be pointing the finger at? Um, like you've, you've just kind of brought up. Republicans take this opportunity to say things like, the Democrats are using this as a a a cudgel to to bludgeon us with this climate change issue. It's Damn, just I wish like they were. I know, I know, <laughs> and it's and that line, that rhetoric is exactly like the rhetoric that uh, gun toting Republicans use after every shooting. They say the Democrats are going to capitalize on this tragedy and try to politicize it. 
when it is inherently a political tragedy. Like it is a tragedy that resulted from political decisions. So um, yeah, Mark Molinaro, Republican in New York said, quote, isn't, this isn't the moment to start lecturing people about the science of climate change. Um, <laughs> and then Greg Kelly on Newsmax blamed the smoke on, quote, our woke friends to the north, saying that smoke was, quote, manageable and that it created a beautiful, interesting aura. And then, oh my big, god, no, yeah, please fucking, tell me you're joking. That's, nope, that's a, that nope. is a fucking onion headline. I don't know how the onion still stays funny when actual headlines read like that because they're fucking fire, they are <laughs> on point all the time. But then, this is this is the kicker for me big oil mouthpiece and longtime climate change denier Steve Malloy, Malloy, Steve Malloy spoke on Laura Ingram's show saying that the smoke is, quote, not a health risk, this doesn't kill anybody, it doesn't make anybody cough. This is not a health event. This has nothing to do with climate. This is wildfire smoke. This is natural. This is not because of climate change. This is not because of fossil fuels. These are not the <laughs> droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> but these are the fucking guys that we need to be pointing at right now. You know, th these are the people who are selling our future to fucking you know, profiteers, these these capitalist profiteers that want to make every bit of money off of the fossil fuel industry before it dis it destroys itself. And because it is inherently, um, uh, you know, it has a limit, this industry, it is going down already. Um, but they are going to make sure that they bring all of us down with them. You, you make a good point there, Erica. This isn't even an, like 20 years ago when I was growing up, there was an economic argument to be made of like, should we inhibit progress, technological, blah, 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 blah. That's not the case anymore. Like, this is the future of like clean energy is the future of energy. It'll be cheaper. It'll be more efficient. It'll be more productive. And I said this last week, I feel like like, like it, it doesn't make economic sense to invest in fossil fuels and pipelines and for these companies to continue to freaking exist yet we do because they're lobbying our government because bribery is legal as long as it's law it's called lobbying because yeah. the people in our government the average age of congress i don't know exactly what it is but it's over freaking 60 and that's a really generous number it's probably in the 70s like it's it's insane and these people aren't like yeah, like you said, Desmond, it doesn't really matter until it affects you. It doesn't really affect them. They're going to die. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Whereas I have to have a genuine thought of like, do I even want to start a family? Because I have no way of knowing if the world that I bring my kids into is going to be worse than the one that I, that I came into. And that's a genuine concern that Americans across the country are having. People across the globe are having. This isn't just an America issue, but Jesus, like, it, it, it's existential dread. It's all of the all the things we talk about with a, a corrupt government that doesn't actually reflect the will of the people that that only sides with capital. And it's just like, fuck, we have a giant death cloud surrounding us. And it literally looks like a scene from a dystopian movie. It is right there. <laughs> you look at the picture like, that looks like uh the what was it what's hot? I forget even the one, the one with the whatever I'm forgetting I'm I'm blanking the one with with uh it's, it's okay it's okay but like <laughs> it's uh but like it's so undeniable and then there's these people just saying oh no it's uh yeah it's the the smoke that's good for you 
Yeah, smoke. Fine. Good for you. Fine for fine. It's totally normal for smoke yeah. to be enveloping New York City. That happens all the time. Beautiful aura, by Just the way. A beautiful aura. <laughs> like you're lying. Like everyone with a pulse knows you're lying. And we just yeah buy it and just move on because we have no other choice because our politicians don't actually represent us. Right. I mean, I do want to address one thing. You know, I I hope that what I was saying earlier wasn't coming off as like finger pointing at each other, you know, here in America. I I think the point I was hoping to kind of create from that is that in the Eastern part of the country, it's a lot more humid. There's a lot more moisture. So these fires that are happening over in Ontario right now, Probably, you know, like it's not going to be as sustained as it would be if this was happening out West. And even so year over year, 2024, 2025, probably not going to see this to the degree that it would happen over here in this part of the country. And I just hope that the people in the East Coast will care as much in future years when this is continuously happening to us out here in the West. We shouldn't be seeing ourselves as separate countries, but rather as one country. And the issues that are happening to us everywhere should all matter. And when it comes to talking about solutions, people talk about like, oh, what are we supposed to do? There actually are lots of solutions out there. People will point to wind and solar. You know, one of the issues that they're having with wind and solar uh, is the fact that they don't, we don't have the electrical infrastructure in this country in order to maintain these, you know, solar and wind farms. It's actually one of the issues that Vermont's running into right now, where they were, they stopped building their solar and wind farms because they don't have the infrastructure in place to transmit that energy. And we actually at the moment don't have the ability to store that energy in batteries. Uh, But one thing I will note, because I've said it on my podcast before, so I want to take the opportunity to bring it up again now, is um, we need to be going after geothermal energy. Mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there, geothermal energy. Uh, According to, this is uh, by the person by the name of Jamie Beard. He's the executive director of geothermal entrepreneurship at the University of Texas, said that 0.1% of the Earth's total heat content could meet our entire planetary energy needs for two million years. I I gotta call that into question because my folks are geothermal energy people, and it is it is a slow it is a renewable source of energy, but it is slow yeah. to renew. Um, the heat I don't of the know Earth? the heat of the Earth. I mean, at least from the technology and the other things that I've, unless you are like. able to drill down like to the core like really 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 far down um you know it 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 takes a while for the steam to build up in these places in these my my dad searches for geothermal hot spots um and he's actually working on a project right now it has a lot of promise because not only does the geothermal well produce geothermal energy but the it the um lithium is a byproduct of some of these wells where the kind of minerals that are being deposited from these wells um can be harvested and used in these batteries so uh you should really talk to him desmond <laughs> it's i I, lot, I feel like i'm there I feel like the, the, the point here that like should really be hammered home is that even <laughs> there's difficulties there's whatever but this country took less computing power than what you're listening to this on right now and said we're going to put a man on the moon and we did it in less than a decade if we wanted to if we wanted to pull our resources like that and figure out 
how to get all the geothermal energy, how to get the nuclear energy, how to get the, yeah. so, uh, yeah. there's enough solar energy that hits the earth in 90 minutes to power humanity for a year. If we got a fraction of the percent of that, we would not yeah. just have our energy needs net. We would have an overabundance of energy and it would be practically free. Like the solutions are right in grasp. And my biggest fear is that we are going to be this close to the finish line. And we're going to Deshaun Jackson spike the ball a yard away from the end zone. And we're going to die like that meme of the miner giving up right before he hits the diamonds. And that is going to be the epitaph of humanity. And we cannot let that happen because we are so close to passing that barrier where we can reverse this. And we're just not doing it. Put it on the gravestone of the Democratic Party.